It's time for lunch. Angelo, it's 10.30. Right around that corner, there is a sandwich shop. They sell meatball sandwiches. Best I've ever tasted. Would you go get me two? Come on, partner. Two. Thank you. Utah, give me two. Comic-Cons, a geek podcast for the rest of us, who are the rest of us. My name is Nick Stevens, and this show is just for the guys who don't take this shit that seriously. You know, we don't take that shit this seriously. A couple of things off the top of my dome to talk about real quick. A few retractions, if you will. Uh, A few episodes back, I did the Punisher review, and I think at the top of the show, I was talking about uh, one of my favorite Punisher comics of all time, issue number 62, I think I said. Well, it's actually issue 63, not 62. Quote, unquote, the big checkout. You know, And I remember there was a, there was a line there, too, that I forgot to mention in the opening um, scene when Frank Castle's going down the grocery aisle looking for some items that Michael asked him to pick them up at the store. No matter where you turn, there's a decision to be made. Life or death, right or wrong, regular or crunchy. Oh, Frank. I mean, I don't think it really matters in the long run if we get, if we if we mess these things up. This is not that kind of show where we're like, well, actually, it was in Volume Five that Spider Man wore that costume. Yeah, it's not really that kind of show. It never has been, and we've actually made more friends by getting shit wrong than we've made enemies. Uh, but in case anybody decided to email us at uh, I don't know, say comicconspodcast at gmail dot com, you know. I would just want to be prepared for that kind of thing, you know? And I know other podcasts do it, so why not try to be semi-professional? On the last episode where we talked about Crisis on Earth X, I believe I said Doom Patrol. I know that was wrong with the Grant Morrison. I couldn't remember the name of it. It's actually Damage Control. Who would have thought? Pretty easy, huh? We get these things right from time to time. Damage Control cleans up the mess. Doom Patrol was that trippy, uh, that trippy little book by Grant Morrison. Speaking of Grant Morrison, I wanted to watch the first episode of Happy, based on his uh, his one-shot book there, great book about the, uh, the former hitman turned hero with uh, when he hallucinates by seeing an imaginary friend. Or does he hallucinate? Is it really an imaginary friend? The imaginary blue horse named Happy helps him find the girl that's been kidnapped, and, you know, he's kind of a down on his luck, out of his luck, drinking, gambling, you know, former hitman, you know, and he uh, basically has to go against all odds to, to rescue the girl so it's a fun read it's a good book and the show looks like it could be pretty fucking spectacular but it comes on at 10 o'clock and uh, it's a little bit past my bedtime you know i mean i'm barely able to watch the walking dead at nine o'clock on amc so uh you know maybe i'll get to that in a second we'll come back circle back and do a review on that that looks good but before i get into my little uh, walking dead spiel because i got a spiel uh a couple of things i want to talk about real quick Infinity War trailer. Holy fucking shit. It's been years, you know? Only almost 10 years. You know, as Jeremy Piven so so said in You know, I can't believe we're finally here. We're finally getting to that point, you know? It's finally arrived. We have arrived, you know? Fucking Thanos coming out of the portal. The Infinity Gauntlet. The fucking Infinity Stones. 
You know, here we are. It's all come to this moment. The trailer was sick. It broke the internet, as they say, as the kids say. Walla walla bing bang. Uh, I don't know, man. People are talking about death. People are talking about people dying. I remember the comic. I remember liking the comic as like a as a preteen. You know what I mean? When I got exposed to it, I kind of skipped through a lot of the intro stuff because even I I tried to reread it a year or two ago and it didn't make any goddamn sense. I mean, it's cool towards the end when they start recruiting people, you know, and like Wolverine's fighting alongside Cap. You know, you got Hulk, you got Drax the Destroyer. Although Drax is not the Drax that people know today, by the way. Drax is very seventies long boots, tight undies. You know, S and M. Somebody's basement made some bad decisions. You know, uh, maybe he's hanging out at the YMCA too much. Even though that's not even a topical joke, because I have a membership at the YMCA, and it's really not what it means anymore. I'm thinking of the song. You know, young man, you don't have to feel down. You know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, it looks fucking sick, man. Um, I, I think there's a reason why everyone's stoked. You know, we've. Marvel planted the seed. These guys know what they're fucking doing, you know? And we get to see these characters on this journey uh, for the last 10 years, and I, I think there will be some deaths. I'm kind of hoping there will be, because I feel like the stakes should be raised. I mean, we can't just have another movie where a city bridge is on fire and two or three heroes are holding up a building and there's a few casualties, but then those casualties come back and Quicksilver died in Age of Ultron, but did anybody really care about him? I mean, they, they kind of did. It was kind of fucked up, but... You know, somebody... We didn't see any Hawkeye in this trailer. We saw what maybe looks like Peter Parker on the ground, a Spider-Man, you know, he's on the ground, he's like, I'm sorry, Tony, Tony, I'm sorry. Even though it's Tom Holland, so he's more like, Oh, Tony, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Tony. Tony. Little bit of the... I I only know how to do Cockney, so I can't even give him the credit. Uh, Time travel? There might be some time travel up in that mix. I've seen some rumors on the internet... You know, because Doctor Strange had that time stone, you know? Dormammu, let's make a bargain. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm good with that. I'm good with all that. The comic was pretty crazy and pretty fun, but it was Jim Starlin, if, if I recall. And that shit was all over the map, and it was supposed to be, you know? Are we going to see Adam Warlock? We might see him at the end of... We saw a little tease at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, huh? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, you know? So maybe we'll see a little bit of that. Maybe not, though. I've heard some really good theories that... One theory in particular... Uh, that uh, it's actually Pepper Potts in the Iron Man suit in that trailer... That gets knocked down by Thanos. And that, uh, you know, because Tony Stark is preoccupied in the, in the sanctum with Doctor Strange and Bruce Banner... And uh, they're not able to get to the scene on time to, to, to save people. So she goes and intercedes when Spider-Man's getting his ass kicked. And that's why maybe he, Spider-Man's like, I'm sorry I couldn't save her, you know... And, because there's that shot where, you know, Tony Stark, you know, Robert Downey Jr., and he's kneeling, he's covered in stuff and blood, and he's holding an arm, what looks like somebody's arm, might be his own arm, I don't know. But, uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. But man, that was sick. I watched it like six, seven times. Maybe ten. Maybe a good ten times in, in the day it came out. Uh, cool to see Black Panther, you know, get that mount of shield and that bearded fucking cap. Nomad style, get the fuck out of here, man. Looking good. Looking good. It's a good change. Uh, so yeah, that's fucking exciting. You know what else is exciting? Masters of the Universe. David Goyer is directing the Masters of the Universe movie. That's the word on the street, kids. Heard it here first. No, you didn't. I heard it from Slash Film, and I'm telling you. That could be cool. I like David Goyer. He gave us Blade. He gave us the second Blade, I should say. He wrote the first one. He also wrote most of the Nolan Batman films. Um, 
And he directed the second one. No, he didn't. That's Guillermo del Toro. Just kidding. He directed Blade Trinity, which a lot of people hated, but I fucking liked it. I actually liked it. I liked that whole goddamn trilogy. It doesn't get a lot of the respect that it should because we're in a different time now. Everybody's making a superhero movie and Marvel runs the universe as they should. But at the same time, that came out before we knew what was what, you know? That came out before the X-Men movies, man. That was like the Osiris of that motherfucker, you know? So anyway, gotta give credit where credit's due. I wouldn't mind seeing another Blade movie. I don't care that Wesley Snipes is, is like 60. He's still got it, man. By the way, I saw Van Damme on Conan last night. He doesn't still have it. He looks like a little old man. But I wouldn't fuck with him. I definitely wouldn't fuck with him. You know what else I saw recently? I saw Point Break. And I know I talk about this movie from time to time. I bring it up on the podcast. Uh, I've had several podcasts. I've had the Real to Really show back in the day with my man L and CZ, where we talked about music videos and movies from the 80s. It was kind of a hodgepodge of everything. And then I had the, the weekly podcast, weekly neighborhood podcast, where it's just a, a 20 to 30 minute episode kind of thing, weekly episode thing, where I just ranted about random shit. Kind of like this, but this is more centered on comic book shit, and that's, I guess, why more people download it and why this one has survived the other two. Uh, but also, I mean, the weekly neighborhood thing, it just kind of fell off because I couldn't get it to go up every week. And since I rant already about this kind of shit, I figured people might just get tired of rant, hearing me rant about my own shit. And actually, that's not even true in itself. My dog died, and I had some rants about him. My dog was killed, okay? Uh, he was taken from us, as, as they say sometimes poetically, in, in, in an effort to sound less uh, horrific when they describe death. But, um, yeah, he left us too soon. And, and I'd said some things in a previous podcast and about making a joke about my dogs and, and just the ranting, and it just felt weird, and I'm probably just going to take that show down because... I don't really feel like ranting about shit anymore that's not fun, you know what I mean? But anyway, I'm starting to do it here, so I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. What the fuck was I saying? Yeah, I think I've said on, on previous podcasts that Point Break is the greatest movie of all time. And I kind of mean that, you know, right up there with, like, Robocop. You know, right up there with Batman 1989. You know what I'm saying? There's certain movies to me that I, I never get tired of watching, and that really defines, to me at least... Of a great fucking movie that's fun that you never get tired of watching and Point Break is one of those movies and I remember I was watching it again and it just never gets old Swayze is fucking incredible and he's actually a really good bad guy because you get him you know what I'm saying you understand him to an extent and those are always the best villains like Magneto and his stance against humanity versus mutants like for a guy that grew up in a concentration camp you empathize with him to some degree well Bodhi didn't have that experience in Point Break but he's more of like a hippie, free humanity kind of thing. There's like a monologue that I should probably just insert here. Do you realize that we have hit 30 banks in three years and they haven't been able to touch us? And all this does is up the stakes of the game. Fuck the stakes, Bodie! I mean, the only person this is a game to is you, man. This is real. I mean, this is serious shit and I am scared, okay? So I say we get the fuck out of here now, tonight. Come on, think about it. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. So you trust me? You know, granted, things get out of hand. His brother dies. All his friends fucking die. Uh, it's not good. Um, and then there's Gary Busey. Gary Busey never fucking gets old. It's underrated in a lot of ways, I think. And to that extent, there is a cult following, I believe. And to a further extent, 
there was a remake and I will never see that remake just on principle alone and I'm not like that usually I'll see I think I've seen every reboot imaginable I saw the Total Recall reboot I saw the Dread reboot which I fucking loved and I actually still have a lot of love for the Stallone version but it is what it is Uh, you know I'm not usually like that with films they can remake almost anything and they've made a million Batmans and I go I'm, I'm the first in line to see every single one of them but I just can't see this I can't see the remake I know it's out I know even some of my friends said it's actually not that not that bad but I just can't do it can't do it man it's all about Bodhi it's all about that Swayze I fucking love Patrick Swayze rest in peace uh, some other things I want to talk about real quick coming down the pike Star Trek love that Star Trek talked about it a few episodes back on that new Star Trek Discovery well guess what there's a new Star Trek movie in the works a rumor 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 mill but maybe more than a rumor mill that Mr. fucking Quentin Tarantino himself will be helming it now I know this guy's already a Trekkie because he said it in previous interviews in the past I've, I've, I've researched it and I double checked that shit to make sure this wasn't some concocted weird flu induced dream that I had uh, you know underneath the covers shaking waiting for death to grip me in its cold embrace However, it's true. This is actually happening. Nobody's making this up. I heard it from two different sites. And those sources, 90% of the time, are 100% true. Now, granted, anything can happen. This could just fall apart. Somebody could say, oh, he had an idea, but it got rejected. But apparently he'd had an idea, brought it to J.J. Abrams and Paramount. They're all about it. And now he might actually direct it. Now, I don't really think that's going to happen. I don't think his, his, his direction... Uh, or I should say his tone of movies really fall in line with anything remotely Star Trek. But I could be wrong. You know, I mean, maybe he could just switch gears for this or bring his style to that. I personally want to see it fucking happen. I think it would be one of the most incredible things to happen in cinematic history. From a director uh, of his caliber and his experience with his resume of films, you know? And some people hate on him, like, oh, he borrows from this, he takes from that. But he owns up to everything that he's ever done or paid homage to or, or cited as inspiration I think he's one of the greatest filmmakers of our generation um, of our time I mean just look at all of his movies I can't think of a bad one even his least favorite one is actually one of my favorite ones the Death Proof short that he did with uh, in conjunction with Robert Rodriguez for their um, their driving shit what was that called the Grindhouse shit you know Rodriguez did Planet Terror which was just silly and fun and he did Death Proof and the Kurt Russell performance in that is fucking unstoppable and then The Hateful Eight. That was like his fucking masterpiece. Watch that movie on a big screen. Or just watch it on your big screen at home. Don't watch it on your phone or your tablet. Watch it on your big screen at home. Turn off all the lights. Turn up the music. And just sit there in a recliner with a nice cold beverage. You know what I'm saying? Preferably a nice cold seltzer water with some ice cubes. You know? It's fucking glorifying. You know? It's, a, it's an experience. Uh, it's just a cinematic experience. I watched it again recently, and I got to see it on the original 70 millimeter uh, in theaters with a friend of mine, Mr. Buddy Hamilton himself. You know, and it was just it was just amazing. So to see him cross over into this world, you know, would be amazing. And by this world, I mean my geek world. And I think he's a geek. He's a film geek, and he likes geeky shit. You know, please God, let that be a real thing. Let that happen. Speaking of miracles, uh, you know, this is a wonderful podcast we have. And um, but we don't we don't take shit serious. We don't get serious. There are a few podcasts out there I've noticed that get a little serious, you know, on this shit. And, and there's no need to. But along that line, there's a lot of shows out there currently that are, are evolving more into like the whole radio play. 
in terms of uh, having characters uh, that are voiced by actors um, or people that run the show. And some people like those. I haven't really gotten into too many of them, but I know they're out there. And it seems that Marvel, and I just read this the other day, I'm going to pull it up here. Marvel just jumped into that shit. They're trying to get in on the orgy of sound. You know? Well, a holy fucking can of cream corn. A Wolverine podcast is in the works. Richard Armitage as Logan. He's that hobbit dude. But he wasn't the hobbit. He was just that one of the bigger dwarf guys that helped the hobbits. Look him up. You'll, 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 you'll recognize him. By the way, did anybody else see those movies? Because I didn't finish them. Those original Lord of the Rings trilogy movies? Good fucking God, amazing. But the Hobbit's not so much. Uh, the story begins with two agents, Sally Pierce, voiced by Celia Keenan-Bolger, and Tad Marshall, voiced by Ado Asando, who arrive in the fictional town of Burns, Alaska, to investigate a series of murders. The duo team up with Deputy Bobby Reed, voiced by Andrew Keenan-Bolger, to investigate their main suspect... Logan, voiced by Armitage. Uh, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, and Dan Silver, the head of platforms and content for Marvel New Media, I guess they're delving into this podcast world together, explains that the recording process will take place in a ambisonic studio in which the actors can interact and move around in the space, and they will also be recording scenes in real outdoor locations, like forests, to give the show a more natural sound. Well, that's just what we do with the Comic-Cons podcast. Every single show is recorded in a garage, or in a car, or in a sunroom, or in someone's bathroom, just to give you that real ambisonic sound. Brought to you by... Uh, the aim, he says, is to essentially have viewers feel like they are watching a TV show. That sounds pretty fucking amazing. I mean, who's not excited about that? Just imagine you're sitting at work in your cube, or you're fucking commuting, you're driving, you're sitting in traffic, you're tired of listening to music because the music's not really doing anything for you. There's no sense in listening to music when you're just sitting still in traffic. You know, or you just want something to kind of pique your interest, but you got to still pay attention, you know? You got a long dissertation in front of you, you got to write up. Somebody gave you, uh, you know, some, some, some papers. You got to do some officializing on, you know? That's a new, that's a work term, right? Officializing, you got to be official. You got to make some executive decisions, but you don't want to make them too quickly. You know, you want to kind of stretch out the work, because if you rush through your work, you're not going to have any work for the rest of the day. You're going to sit there for five hours and want to blow your brains out. But you're not really going to do that because it's not the Fisher King, and we're not supporting that kind of thing. We're not endorsing it. But we're just saying, you know, you get those kind of tendencies when you get a little bored out of your mind. So why not listen to a fucking podcast that's not only about Wolverine, you know, not just two assholes like myself talking about Wolverine, but Wolverine himself in the fucking podcast. I'm fucking in. Uh, I think it's going to be on a selling platform before it goes out to everybody else. But that's, uh, that's I think, in the spring, man. So that's pretty exciting. And speaking of Marvel, and speaking of Wolverine, uh, you know, I don't know if we're going if we're, if we're to get another Wolverine movie anytime soon, but uh, you may have heard some rumblings about the Disney Marvel acquisition of 20th Century Fox. Now, that could be a fucking game changer. I've been following it kind of closely because I love the X-Men movies and uh, I'm probably going to be doing an episode here pretty soon with some fellas uh, where we talk about the X-Men movies, just X-Men as a whole. Uh, but before that, you know, it'll be real interesting to see what happens with this merger if it if it does happen because, I mean, the implications are, are huge. I mean, we could actually see the X-Men come into the MCU, which means the next time we see a Marvel trailer for some big event, you know, a couple years down the road, we might see fucking Fantastic Four, which are owned by Fox, X-Men, also owned by Fox, Deadpool, also owned by Fox, show up in a movie with the goddamn Avengers. 
And not just the Avengers, the goddamn Avengers. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, you know, if you will, and I think I will. That's fucking amazing. That could be sick. Take my money, take all of my money, my kid's college fund, my mortgage. That sounds amazing. I mean, we are just living in an incredible time. Now, I don't know. I'm sure there's some backlash to that. People are concerned that Disney might try to tone down the R ratings that Fox has put out. But I don't really know, man. I mean, they know they know where their money's coming from. They're the ones making decisions. And last time I checked, they're the ones making the billions. Now, X-Men has had their ups and downs. And we'll talk about that down the road on another episode. But they've had some ups and downs. And they've had some problems getting off the ground. And getting started and restarted. You know, that X-Men uh, Dark Phoenix, I saw some 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 new shots from Entertainment Weekly. It looks promising, so if Turner looks great, I think they're going to take the fucking story into space, which is just amazing. That's fantastic. That's what I've wanted to see for the last fucking 10 years, you know? X-Men's kind of what started it all in a way, you know, after Blade and after, after the Batman movies went kaplunk with George Clooney, X-Men kind of did the reset, you know, with the black leather uh, costumes. But again, people have to remember that Black Leather was kind of was, was all the rage. I mean, think about Blade, think about Matrix. I was never a Black Leather guy myself, but it's never too late to start. So we'll see what happens. I'm not, I'm not really, I can't think of any negative uh, implications of that merger other than Disney making things too Disney and lightening things in a way. Because the Marvel movies are kind of light. The MCU is kind of light. And the DCU is kind of dark. But you see what that happens when the DCU tries to go light. It's not good. It's not good. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so let's talk about some Walking Fucking Dead. Uh, before we get out of here, before I let you go, before I go home to my beautiful wife and my handsome son, who's probably at home bench pressing weights and wondering, where's daddy? Uh, look, I love The Walking Dead. I've been watching it since it started. I actually got a late start on it. So I haven't been watching it since it started. Uh, I probably started watching in 2011, a year after the first season dropped. Now, that first season was only six episodes, but I was able to binge those because they dropped, not on Netflix, but I think they released them through some other, I think it was on Hulu briefly or something. I watched them. Somehow I burned through all six, and I was hooked. So when they dropped that second season later in 2011, I was in it. I was on. And one of the things I loved about the show and the comic, because I, I read the comic for the first two to three volumes, I think, um... After they got to the prison, it's kind of where I stopped. So I was caught up for the most part in the first early seasons. And what I loved about it was that there was always that suspense to it, you know? I mean, from the opening season with Frank Darabont's uh, direction and guidance, and even when after he left and there was a whole fiasco after that, uh, they still had some good screenwriters and producers and, and directors on hand to kind of give it the pacing that it, that it needed and, and, and that it required in a horror sense, you know? And before people come at me and say, hey, it's not really a show about zombies, it's a show about mankind and what mankind does with itself. You know what I mean? I know, I get it. And, and congratulations, I get all of that. But at the same time, one of the things that's scary about humanity is not knowing what's around that corner. And we kind of, we've lost that in the last few seasons. After they were on the farm for a whole goddamn season, now the twist at the end was fantastic, they executed that wonderfully, but then they were at a goddamn prison for a whole goddamn season. <laughs> They're just really... It's a whole lot of walking around, you know? And I'm fine with that, especially when they would go on those runs, you know? Like, Glenn would always be the guy going on these runs. He'd go to the pharmacy or whatever for them, get stuff. There was always that, like, what's behind door number one? 
Is it a zombie? Or is it some weirdo? Or who's that guy watching from the window? Or who's this character? Like when they found that scientist, you know, who basically informed him that everybody's infected, you know, that as soon as you die, you turn into a zombie. You don't have to get killed by a zombie or bitten by a zombie to turn into one. That was fascinating. And that's from the book too, but like that, that creepiness, you know, that like, what's going on here, you know? It was almost like hearkening back to the old Star Trek show, eh, eh, you know, in the 60s where William Shatner and, and Nimoy and crew would fucking land on a, an unknown planet and we had no idea what to expect. It's that kind of mystery, I think, that would, that naturally drove the show and the fandom to its peak. Now, there's a lot of other elements. People love the characters. People love Daryl. People love Michonne. But without giving them enough kind of suspense and intrigue, what the fuck's the point? And last season was slow. It started off with Negan bashing skulls, and I fucking, I, like, I got sick to my stomach. My dick turned inside out, inside its foreskin, crawled back inside my body, like a gopher, telling us there is going to be a shadow, but first, I got to remind myself that I'm not a gopher, I'm a groundhog. You know what I mean? Trust me. So, the point is, it started off dark, it started off holy shit, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan knocks it out of the park as Negan, but that was it. It was just constant fucking downtrodding sludge fest you know now they're fucking kicking ass okay great that's wonderful every episode but now the pacing is like too much you know it's like they don't have that balance of like hey what's behind this corner what's in these trees and by the way can we get some more episodes where they're like running around in the dark at night because that's the scariest time you know look I'm more scared of what these crazy of what humanity is going to do to me way before I'm scared of any fucking zombie, you know? Because the number one rule of thumb here to remember is, kids, these are not fast zombies from 28 Days Later. If these were the fast zombies, we'd be fucked. We'd be so fucked. We'd be done. Donezo. You know? They're so zombies. And a lot of the characters make dumb decisions. They're so dumb. I know I'm sitting in my recliner and I'm going, but I would never do it that way. But come on, you know? Rick, what are you doing, huh? I did like how he put Pollyanna McIntosh on her ass, though. That trash lady and her trash crew. And by the way, guys, it's the apocalypse. Yet you all managed to dress so well. I mean, they used to explore things like, oh, people are dying of thirst, you know? Carl found that guy in the woods and gave him some water, and he, like, you know chugged it down and ate the food real fast and I was like finally okay that's kind of cool because they, they, they need to remind us that by the way the world has ended people don't really have power running water people die and I'd be fucked you know because I take medicine you know what I mean I wouldn't be able to eat my fucking boigas you know I wouldn't be able to eat my morning star my morning star veggie sausage I wouldn't be able to find my seltzer waters you know I'm not high maintenance but I require, I require a little fine-tuning. I'd be fucked. I'd be down. Especially if they were fast zombies. Woo! Double fucked. Like Utah, getting me too. Straight in the ass. So yeah, my assessment of this season, it's, it's good now, but it's still annoying. It's still very annoying, and I'm telling you, man, I have a hate-love relationship with this show. I go from, like, loving it one second to just fucking hating it. And I'm, and I'm at the point now where I feel like I just need to finish it. I have to keep watching to see what happens. But I'm not actually, like, I'm not actually, I don't actually love it. You know what I mean? I don't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love The Flash. One of the reasons why I love The Flash on CW is because I can, I can walk into a room, 
I can walk into my living room, I can turn it on, or I can watch it in my bedroom, even at a low volume while my little baby is sleeping, and I don't really have to pay attention. I can talk to my wife, I can do other shit, and it's all good. Because I know it's going to happen, I kind of get an idea. I realize that's not that doesn't necessarily define a good show, but I love it because it's lighthearted enough and the pacing is executed enough that I can I don't have to be there for every beat. And it's like that with Walking Dead, to be honest with you. I don't know if they're trying to take themselves too seriously or not, but it's really it really is. This isn't Breaking Bad or The Wire, where like if you walk out during a scene, you don't know you don't know what the fuck's going on. You know what I'm saying? So. I think the writers need to step it up a notch and just increase the suspense a little bit. I think we're starting to go back down that road with with some of these characters, but also there's so many goddamn characters. I'm like, who the fuck is who? And Dwight, you're looking like a Christian Bale and you act like Christian Bale, and there's nothing wrong with that. Keep it coming. He's my new MVP. If they killed Daryl, I'm gonna be very sad if they killed Dwight. Even though Dwight did some fucked up shit, I think society put him there. And uh, let's all not forget that Daryl was a fucked up dude too with his brother, good old Michael Rooker. Good old one-armed Michael Rooker before he got turned around. You know, it took time. You know, it took some time. I guess people deserve second chances, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. So, uh, give me a second chance and uh, email us at comicconspodcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts on Walking Dead that you want to talk about. I'm trying to think of what else I could say about the show other than please don't do any more episodes, focus on one goddamn character. Uh, on one fucking character give me give me some juice you know what I'm saying I should not have to wait till the end of the episode to see Rick take care of business you know what I mean maybe just kill off a bunch of characters and get us down to like another core six or seven guys and gals and have them roam the streets again let's do some more of that you know what I mean or give us some cool backstory episodes that's cool too give us a little background on Negan one episode that I actually wouldn't mind that'd be kind of interesting you know they used to kind of sort of do that a little bit. I remember there was that season where they would give us a little backstory on Michonne. That was interesting to me. That was good. We liked that. They did it in the comics. They did it in the show. Bada bing, bada boom. You know what I mean? Hickory dickory dock. All right, look. I'm getting a little uh, delirious here, obviously, and a little punchy. So I'm going to turn in. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. Follow us on the iTunes. Subscribe to the iTunes. Just type in Comic-Cons and search that motherfucker. Go to comiconspodcast.pondbeat.com. Follow us on there. Uh, again, email us at comiconspodcast.gmail.com. Also, if you have any ideas on topics you want us to discuss, comics, TV shows, movies, things coming out, things coming down the pipe, uh, maybe you want to see uh, a revamped or a reboot of Super Mario Brothers. You know, we could talk about that. I'm not a big video game guy, but I, but I am an old man. So if you ask me about video games, I'm going to say I had a Game Boy once because my parents didn't want me to have any kind of entertainment console in the house. It'll rot your brain. They don't talk like that. They never talked like that. But they did say that we wouldn't get good grades and it would, you know, distract us, which I guess is synonymous with it'll rot your brain. But we watch a lot of TV and a lot of movies. Thanks, Mom, for turning me into a nerd. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for the downloads. And as always, at the end of the day, if there's anything I said on this show that made you go, what the fuck is wrong with me? Or what the fuck is wrong with him, rather? Actually, I love The Walking Dead, and I think that you are the worst thing to happen to podcasting since Adam Carolla's leftover baloney. Maybe you're thinking, hey, do I have to get up for work today? You know? Yeah, you do. You know? 
you got to pay the bank. You know? Or they'll take your house. And then the crops will die. And the sun won't shine. And everything will go dark. Before you know it, it'll just be you. On the raggedy edge. Wondering, how did the world pass me by? Remember, at the end of the day, uh, is just fiction. Don't take it seriously.